Can you see him? No, I want to no, hear him. No, he's sitting here. He can't oh. leave me alone. Bernie is getting jealous. Uh, what? Is Alex a boy or a girl? It's a, it's a boy. Uh, but wait, I'm not going to ask too much because we're going to talk about him okay. in podcast. Okay, and hello, Carla. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Vivi. I'm glad. Listen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And how exciting, isn't it, to have you on for episode one, you know? Gaan groot of gaan dood. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit nervous because I don't know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the fun thing. That's why I'm having, that's why I'm recording everyone before I release my first episode so that no one can run away. <laughs> but I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, good. Listen, so how's it been going back home in South Africa? Um, no, it's it's going well. Um, you kind of just use getting like you just have to get used to what it is with all the rules and all of that. Yeah, but I mean, that's one thing I feel like South Africans are very good at is adapting, and yeah, yeah you just get used to it and go on. So honestly, like it's not. It's not disruptive or anything. You kind of just adapt and you get used to it. It's just good being back with your own people and um, with friends and family. So it definitely makes it a bit easier. That's so nice because I'm literally sitting on a Friday night in my apartment by myself and talking to a laptop and to you. <laughs> so lucky you. No, I'm joking. But yeah, because like here I find, you know, it's you would think in a first world country they would have it so much more under control so you know here unfortunately it's now you know the strictest lockdown again and it's you know the third lockdown we've had in a year whereas like in south africa you guys are still so fortunate to be able to go to restaurants or you know Mm. like clothing shops are open and stuff so i think south africa is actually doing really well yeah but i mean if you just look at this whole thing like it's so unpredictable and um yeah it's just yeah it is what it is and you kind of just have to accept it and do or control whatever you can and just go on Carla you are almost heading back to Australia but you've had a lack of time in South Africa you've been here quite Um, a while now haven't you yeah so the idea or the original plan was to go back beginning of February, but unfortunately there isn't a lot of flights going back. So, um, I mean, now we're stuck in South Africa. What a bad place to be stuck. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really enjoying this extra time at home. And so, I mean, it's not ideal not being with the group and all of that, but they fully understand and we can do our similar training back here in South Africa. So we kind of just keep it um, the same as back there. And they're all happy for us to be here. I mean, staying healthy and safe is the most important thing at this moment for everyone. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And I, I mean, I love that they are so supportive behind you with that. And I'm sure you're training really hard. Are you currently in Bloemfontein at your, at your proper house or are you in Joburg? Now I'm in Lacker Bloemfontein. Now I'm at my house. So we're back in our house in Bloemfontein. So, yeah, 
great to be That's home. That's so lucky. Are you training yeah. then at um, the University of the Free State Grounds? No, I'm training at... So I'll probably start a bit of core training uh, middle of February. I don't want to start too soon knowing that's a very long season lying ahead, but I'm doing like my conditioning and strength work and all of those things at Sport Performance Clinic, which is a high-performance center um, in Bloemfontein, which is has been fantastic to work with them. And always when I come back to South Africa, I um, join them and I do my training there. So I'm really lucky to have great trainers over here. And, um, and that's another reason why people in or our trainers in at Sunshine Coast Lightning feel so comfortable because we have that open relationship between the two um, high performance environments okay that's so lovely wow that's but really you can, cool I, I'm going to now send you an official invite you can come and um, have a braai with me one day when you're black, back in South Africa I can you oh okay okay <laughs> what an honor I never thought the Carla Mostert, or sorry, Carla Pretorius, herself would actually give me an invite. I always thought I was on the, I've been blacklisted. No, you can come. You can come. But only for an hour, you know, we keep it short and sweet. Before no, you, have to you can off. come, you can come for a few hours. You just can't stay over. You have to go. I'm joking. <laughs> You can stay him. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. Oh, yeah, no. no, that's cute. And now you obviously have your house. Yes. And you've got a cat called Alex. Yes. What is a house without a cat? It's not a house. I agree exactly the same. No, genuinely, I. that's one thing I wish I could have you. And I'm, I'm so glad you are also a cat person because I'm such a cat person. You know, I have a bit of a personality of a cat. Like, if I want attention, I'll come to you. Otherwise, leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> and, but that's um, a great thing about cats. Like, you don't have to give them a lot of attention. And it's, it's not our terms as humans, but <laughs> it's day terms and on day terms and... Yeah, they just have so many benefits having them. <laughs> I know. And guess what? They are so clean and they don't, you know, cats are just lovely. We are so lucky to have cats in this world. No, we are. Like, it's, yeah, the greatest pet to have. <laughs> I know, but like even me living in a one-bedroom, like, apartment in London, if there's one, you know, I wouldn't have space for a doggy because I couldn't give it enough space. But a kitty cat, you know, you could have a litter box and then, you know, mm. take her out to the terraces and... You know, because, you know, they'll keep themselves company until they want you and, and they'll come back for yeah, you. Yeah, so they're easy pets to have in a small environment. But the thing that I love the most about the cat, um, um, other than all the love they give, is just the fact that they are low maintenance. I don't have to play with them every day. I don't have to give them all my attention and they are quiet. So um, a cat is just easy to have. <laughs> You're like, that's how I would like my children one day too. <laughs> yes, please. Alex is the perfect example of how I want them to be. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Did you adopt him? Yes. So do you want to hear the story? Yes. Okay. So so me and Werner were like, we, we knew we were going to come back home and we're going to move back into a house. And as I just said, we, what is a house without a cat? So... We had a friend, so Alex was born on a farm, so in Kraadok, you know where's Kraadok, yeah. in East Cape, yeah. Eastern Cape, 
So Alex was born there. Um, he was premature. <laughs> So he only just survived. So obviously they found him on the farm and she had to come back to Bloemfontein, which is for the people out there, it's a city. So Alex grew up in the city. So he's a city cat. But then uh, she then got a job and she had to move back and she couldn't take Alex with with her. So then they decided to take Alex back to Kraadok, but knowing that it's like a person. If you have a country countryside person a countryside person and a person living in the city is two different people and it's two different environments and you don't necessarily fit into if you're a city person you fit into the city and when you're a country or farmer kid you prefer that you, quiet yes. and stuff. yeah yeah, yeah like I get alex you. is a true city cat so obviously he didn't fit in he didn't um really adapt to that life and then we, when we came back, we had a catch up with the friend and then she said, well, the cat is back on the farm, but he's not enjoying it. And do we want to go and get the cat and take the cat for ourselves? So we decided, um, yeah, Alex is six months old. He's fully <laughs> trained. He's, he know how to live in the house and, um, he's all grown up and we were like, okay, well, um, yes, we'll go and get him and bring it to our house. And yeah, so that's the story how we adopted um, Alex. So and he and you fell in love with him straight away, didn't you? Straight away, but he's a very easy cat. So I feel like he. It's not just. Um, it you would have, um, yeah, felt feel comfortable in any, any in city and yeah. city house. So he's very easy. He's very very easy. Um, so yeah, he, I feel like he felt home straight away. So we were very lucky to get him. Um, and then, yeah, so that's probably the story of Alex. And now he's been here for a few months and I feel like he's very happy. I hope so. I'm going to ask him and I wonder what he'll say. No, I'm joking. I feel like he's happy. (laughs) Alex. Oh, that's so cute. And Werner doesn't have an issue with animals. No, like, um. He's also, he's also, um, he likes cats as well. So one of the many, many reasons why we are together. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he likes cats too. So it's been, it worked out well. Cute. You know, it's so weird. I never thought, you know, I thought you would be a cat person, but you know, I never thought you would have like such a passion for animals, especially cats. So Basically, for ev- for everyone who doesn't know, there's the song um, "Don't Let Me Down" by the Chainsmokers, and it goes, uh, "Don't let me down, don't let me," and it goes, you know, "Don't let yeah. me down." Chloe, insert music here, and basically, where it goes, like in that chorus, then Carla on like my first tour ever in 2016, New <laughs> Zealand. Carla said, no, that's the Meow Meow song. So in that chorus, oh, well, you go, I meow, 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 And then she goes like a kitty cat with like her hands. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, I'm like, what the, in this world? <laughs> and then you knew this person is crazy. Yeah, but you're a legend, so like a person. So we're not complaining. No, my, my sister actually taught me that. My sister, like, we kind of grew up with always having a cat in the house. And can I tell a story about my sister? Yes, of course. We love so, Tanya. 
yeah so she's she's actually the biggest cat lover so we probably got it from her so she was like grade one so i don't know what is it grade one in england yeah as first, well? grade. first grade first grade so then she they was they found this little kitten in like in the rubbish so she, she no 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 I'm, I'm lying they just it was just a random cat walking at around at the school a baby cat so she took the cat and she was she wanted to take the cat back home but she knew if she's gonna ask my mom and dad they're gonna say no so she went to the headmaster and the headmaster had to phone my and she was yeah she was first grade so the headmaster had to phone my mom and dad to ask them if we can just keep the cat for the weekend and see if we like it now obviously they can't say no to the headmaster (laughs) <laughs> so she brought back the cat and my mom and dad was furious but then at the um yeah so we kept the cat for the weekend and obviously you can't tell a kid like you have to take the cat back home now or back to school now so we end up keeping the cat and yeah I feel like he had a great life at in Lapwing Street where we live um oh, yeah until he died that's such a long happy so life brave. That's so brave of your sister. Like, imagine a six-year-old going, Meneer, meneer, moet alsjeblieft my ouwer spel? En sê, dat ek die kat vol hou. That must be so cute. No, but I think it is so smart, because she knew my mom and dad's going to say no. And then she had, like, okay, she's going to go to the headmaster. The headmaster is going to phone my mom and dad, and they won't be able to say no to, to him. Oh, my gosh. Tanya is a genius. Oh, oh my gosh. That is actually quite iconic. Yes. So she was actually the first cat lover. Going back to that song, she taught me that moves. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I just transferred it again. Well, that's great. So if you ever find a, um, any cat-related songs in the future, you have to just send me a video of you dancing to it. We might just make you viral on TikTok or something or on Instagram. I will. <laughs> Um, no, so that's cool. So you've got the cat now and basically you will be going back. I can cut this out if you need me to, but you're going back and Verne is staying in SA. Yes. You don't have to cut it out. Um, um, he, yes. So he's going to stay, he's not going to come back with me. Um, a few reasons for that. Um, yeah. So he's just going to stay on here. I'm going to go back and finish my contract and then, um, possibly, um come back at the end of okay. when the season are done okay um so i know that you and Werner, your love story is also something that many you know i love this story because basically i'm in lockdown here james lives 45 minutes away from me and i can't see him because of the rules that i'm not allowed to mix with other households so for me it's really bad but then every time i'm having a sad day and i miss james i just think of you and Werner's crazy relationship so um if you want to give the pe- the listeners what they want and maybe tell them <laughs> about how you and him literally lived on different continents for most yeah. of your relationship yeah so the day we got married in 2017 we were like about five years together but then half of that time we were apart. So he was, we were in different countries. So yeah, it's kind of bizarre if you think back of it, but also like how it really formed our relationship and um, you really grow together. And the biggest thing for us, if it's a decision we make together and 
that's what we're going to do. You're going to, you'll do everything to make it work. So, and there's definitely going to be tough times and um, good times, but it's just getting through all of them. Yeah. So when we met um, a few months after that, he had to go to the Netherlands where he did his master's. So we're there, we were a few months, almost a year apart. He came back. We were a few months together again in Bloemfontein. And then I got the opportunity to go to England to play for Team Bath. So I went for about five months. There we were apart. And then I came back a few months and then I got the opportunity to go to Sunshine Coast Lightning. And I went there and we were apart again. And then came back again for a few months. And then um, somewhere in between we got married. And then we had to do almost our first year of marriage apart again, which wasn't um, ideal. And we kind of had enough of it. So then the year after, he decided to give up a lot of his things back in South Africa in order for me to do what I, to live up my dream. And he came over to Sunshine Coast. So he was there about a little bit more than two years. We were on the, or living in Australia. Um, yeah, and then where we are now unfortunately not unfortunately like he's now doing his things and he's allowing me to do my thing and it's a decision we made together and we're just going to spend we're going to be apart for a bit again which is fine we'll get through it but I mean I think that is so beautiful and you know I love the love that you guys have you know and how you guys support each other because you know it's always like you, you it's it's so beautiful because you guys are both like you to look back in 40 years and be like oh I wish I had you know finished my time at Sunshine Coast Lightning but I couldn't because I had to stay in South Africa with my husband kind of thing that you know that he granted you that opportunity to exactly, go live yeah. out your dream and now this one year it's like you know he's setting up his stuff he's he's amazing by the way guys he's a lawyer that's right hey he's dangerous he's a dangerous lawyer <laughs> now he's very good and he's very good in what he does and he's a is a businessman and very passionate about South Africa and being yeah part of the community and giving back so yeah he's a he's a we always say he's a job creator that's amazing yeah so I love that like this year you guys are going to be like well it's all for a bigger picture so that you know he establishes himself again in SA so that when you one day come back and you guys want to start a family and everything, you know, you are really settled. You've dug your roots into the community that you're in. And, you know, it's just going to be yeah. amazing. No, like it's definitely, it's like, it's never, it's never easy, but it's not impossible. And it's something you do together, decide together and make work and just make it work. So, and I feel like it's more these days, it's more, it's a thing that kind of often happens with a lot of people and it's not as um, uncommon as it's been in the past. It's a thing that I know a lot of people that has to spend time apart in order for them to do what they have to do in order to earn money and all of that, but they get through it and um, yeah, they live a happy life. Yeah. I think it's amazing. So I'm so excited. And um do you ever in the future want little Carla and Wernikis? Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> what's your what's your what's your dream? Girls or boys or mix? I don't I don't mind really. Like we had the conversation the other day, and I was like, I don't really mind. I feel like I'll 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 be a good boy mom, 
And I feel like Werner would be a typical girl dad, you know? Oh. I don't know if it anyway You'll, makes sense, I imagine, but I feel like... I can imagine him, like, brushing the girlie's hair and, like, you know, playing along with her doll. Yeah, but, yeah, but honestly, I won't, I won't mind, so whatever, whatever it is. That's cute. And you would definitely um, naturally conceive, right? Because I know Jeeva mentioned, or some, yeah, I think it was Jeeva who spoke about the whole egg freezing situation. Mm. Yeah, like I'll try and do it naturally, so. Okay. Um, yeah. No designer babies for you. I want this and this. It's like, let's see what <laughs> no, happens. No, I'll just, yeah, whatever it's meant to be. That's so cute. Oh, Carla, you're so cool. What the hell? You, you know are what? You gonna, it's so are you going to Are you going to get a cat in England? <sighs> One day. But okay. for now, no, because I'm only finishing my season here and then... You know, we'll see where the future takes me. Um, Sam and them know I've been offered now in the past opportunity overseas. So it, it mm-hmm. is my dream to one day take, you know, even if it's just for a year or two years, yeah. go experience that on that side, you know, in New Zealand or whatever, you know, experience that and then come back. Because, you know, yeah. I feel I don't want to one day be like, oh, I wish I took that. But I was so focused on, you know, <laughs> like my job or yeah something so i'd love to do that and then go learn new opportunities go pick up some skills you know and then when i come back if i you know say i want to end up coming back to pulse then i can you know bring something new again to the table so exactly but when i come back for good because i'm saving now to put a deposit down on a house but then i know oh my gosh it's so can we come and visit can we come and visit with the whole family no, not the whole family. <laughs> Maybe in a few years if this podcast okay. picks up. I'm joking. Um, no, so when I bu- buy my house, there will 100% be a cat in, but it will. Okay, it might great. just have to be a hairless cat. Yeah. Because I'm always... a bit allergic <laughs> to my own cat. No, but you, you just have to give them the right, like, they just have to have the right, like, cat food. If you buy cheap cat food, then they're going to lose their hair. You have to buy just a bit more expensive cat food with the good nutrients and then they'll be fine okay i'll definitely and you get used yeah anyone listening yeah some <laughs> carla cat <tips. laughs> well that's what out of my experience with cat that's what i the moment you buy cheap food then they're probably like oh you bought me cheap food i'm gonna shed some hair <laughs> but cats are cheeky that the worst is that something they would definitely do yeah no oh my God. like yeah, you it's... can also see when they go through their teenage stages. I think Alex is in his teenage stages because I'm allowed to pat him anytime, but the last few days he was like um, very moody, only like a teenager. Yeah, typical. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's so funny. But Carla, you know, we have a last few questions before we okay. get to the fun bit, so it won't take too long anymore. Um, many people don't know. Okay, let's rephrase it you are the world's best netballer and I don't want to hear you argue against that because this is from my opinion and world cup winning player of the tournament is my is what verified that for me okay so I don't want to hear anything so you rather just don't say anything okay so you are the world's best netballer was your journey to where you are today as smooth as everyone would think it is um, I think I've been very, like, if you look back, if I, like, you always think with people with these 
like big stories they always had some hardship along the way and like these obstacles they had to overcome um to make the story so great and i often think back to like my journey and and especially like nowadays when you're going like um like in the next few years like going towards the end of your journey and you think back of what is your story and I won't necessarily, I see, I I haven't experienced a lot of hardship in terms of these obstacles, or the obstacles I had, I see as a blessing and something that really formed me as a person and as a player. So obviously, those typical stories from, I, wa- I wasn't in a big school, so, or a um a school that's well known so obviously with your provincials or that state teams you make i never made them because i wasn't in the schools that had the big names um then i went to university um played for coffees and grew there and got an opportunity so i but i always put in the hard i feel like i always put in the hard work and one thing that I really can say is it's not the skill that's going to bring you far, but really the hard work you put in. I can, like, if I think back at school, there was times like holidays and I would go and run and really do the extra yards to make sure I'm fit. I didn't make the team, but it always motivated me to train harder. So I never see those obstacles or the hardship you've experienced as, um something that held me back but it's something that really formed me and I'm so grateful for it when I think back of it so um yeah it's probably just I always enjoyed what I did and I feel like it gave me that extra motivation to work a bit harder and if you're not if you didn't make teams it motivates you to work a bit harder so um yeah I can't I don't know if I've answered your questions no definitely but like so for anyone who basically, you know, was so mesmerized by what she said, because you said it so beautifully and so humbly, Carla is the best netball player in the world. And in high school, up until she graduated, basically, she was never in a county team, in a pathway team, or in any regional team, guys. Like, she was literally not being selected just because she wasn't in the biggest school. And look, she literally was like... I'm not, you know, I'm enjoying this. I'm not going to, you know, I'll show yeah. you guys all what hard work can do. And then, you know, from not being even selected, we, you think you need to hit those certain targets to make a team or like anything. Look, from nothing, you end up being the best. So, yeah. Carla, I think those, you found yeah. five million can, more. Thanks, Iggy. If I just can add to that as well, like um, the thing, those things, a lot of people feel like those teams or those big teams you make define you but I always tell people like if it's something you enjoy doing you'll keep on working hard you'll enjoy it you'll and then you'll excel in whatever you do I I feel like probably the hardest sack the hardest thing about my journey is probably the sacrifices and especially as we mentioned before like being away from family and friends and you would know it like being away from your country, being away from friends and family, missing important events, having to give up a lot of things. Um, um, so that's probably the hardest things or the biggest sacrifices you have to make. But if you look back, 
And personally, if I look back, I wouldn't have done anything different. And I, I see it as part of my journey and the reason why I am where, where I am today. Oh, well, I think that's beautiful. So thank you so much, Carla, for that. That's amazing. So we're gonna, we, I'm going to leave you. We're going to do two little things, and then we've, had you, we've been blessed with you for too long. Okay. The first one is, Carla, can you please, and I'm going to be very disappointed if we don't have the same memory, but can you please okay. tell me your favorite memory with me? And I think you know exactly which one I'm talking about, but what is your favorite memory with me that we have together? <laughs> There's actually a few, Vicky, but the one thing that immediately came up was, I just think of that photo we took together. I think we were in New Zealand. You remember when we had the back of our dresses? dresses. Yeah. Yes. But other things that comes up was probably the lucky care in Miami. No. <laughs> yes, Miami. After we one world students. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, just... I think back of Varsity Cup or Varsity Netball those days. I think back when we, you guys, you were at Northwest and we were Crinums and I remember me and Adele coming up against you. And I that's was like probably 18. My, <laughs> that's probably my first memory of you. Yeah, that is the furthest we've been okay, going. No, but, okay, what's your first memory? Of no, us? my favorite memory. Oh, oh, favorite. <laughs> um, my favorite memory with you is definitely having you on a team with me at the World University Netball Champs and basically we won and then you know I saw I saw a really funny side of Carla and I really got to you know experience her funny personality her very dry sense of humor but she's very sharp so that's definitely my favorite memory oh my gosh that's so jokes so now I have I need you to react to the to the next three I asked people on Instagram today Give me your netball confessions and make them juicy or funny, okay? Oh, you know, okay. I don't think you want to. These people are like, wow, they really went all out. Okay, so the one said, <laughs> so I just want you to react to what they say. Had to play with no pants on, so that's like panties. So I had to play with no panties on after a wax that went wrong. <laughs> she had to play netball match. I don't match. think I'll do, I don't, I'll just still wear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, so I can't imagine how uncomfortable that must be yeah but it will completely hold uh, hold you back <laughs> okay <laughs> okay then the next one was putting a laxative in our physios drink at championships not our team's finest moment that's funny I mean the physios didn't have to play that's quite savage <laughs> imagine oh. us doing that to like <laughs> I think it oh my gosh okay and then the last one i'm going to leave you with is went on to a oh no yeah i once knocked a girl shooter's false teeth out trying to defend her shots okay <laughs> so i would random. feel so bad as a defender and immediately pick it up for her no will i no maybe just no, so sorry. You'd, the, you'd probably trample it. Yeah, because you'd probably intercept that ball and be like, okay, the game has to carry on. <laughs> I'll pass the ball off and oh then quickly help him. Oh, anyway. Yeah, well, Carla, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Oh, I enjoyed it. Thank you, Ziggy. Okay, cool. 
Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of More Than Balls. I just want to say thank you so much that you're tuning in again. I've been overwhelmed by the responses, and yes, thank you. So, tonight, I am so excited that we have this specific guest on our podcast. It is the one and the only Mia Regan, or more well-known as Mimi Mucha on her Instagram. Mia has always been an amazing athlete, but also a conscientious student and amazing at art. Spotted at 10 at school's netball tournament, she entered the England netball pathway going through satellite, county, team Bath under 15s, 17s, and now plays for the NPL under 19 Bath team. She was also playing with team Bath Southwest Regional 1 in the adult league and also her school netball. At the age of 15, she was asked to attend England under 17 summer camp with the likes of Emma Thacker, unfortunately injuring herself on the last day of camp, but having an amazing experience being coached by Tracy Neville. At 13, she was talent scouted at Birmingham Clothes Show by three agencies, and she went on to sign with London-based store management, and she has also now just signed with Storm Allay and Ford Paris. She has 319,000 followers on Instagram and just over 90,000 on TikTok. Known for her editing skills, she has worked with the likes of Victoria Beckham, Balmain, Mark Jacobs' Daisy Fragrance, and just recently Gucci Beauty. She is passionate about the environment and sustainability in fashion and an avid charity shop shopper, just like me. <laughs> in the final year of sixth form, she is studying A-levels in history, art, and PE, and she is coming just up to two years of dating Mr. Romeo Beckham. Hello, Mia Regan. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Apart from having a longer work. Oh my gosh, yeah. Now I've just had the longest week at work and we like training two to three hours every single day with the netball. So I'm very happy that it's the weekend. So yeah, that's like really lovely. How, how's life been? You know, being a tired? Yeah, it's been good. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously it's frustrating, but I've got loads of schoolwork. So like it's kind of like peak for A-levels at the moment. So it's all a bit boring with like essays and like exam practice, but don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Gosh, I can imagine. And I'm guessing that you are probably like missing all your mates and stuff like that as well. Because like, you know, people always think A-levels and, you know, all of that. It's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Everyone's getting, you know, usually you would now be getting excited for your lads and girls holidays. And now all of that is taken. Yeah. So I can imagine it's a bit of... Yeah, we're trying to book our girls holiday to Malaga, but it's just not the same on Zoom. Like you can't really get your opinions across but um yeah it is sad that you can't see your mates for the last little bit and this is the most exciting bit as well to be together but we'll find a way in the summer hopefully of course yeah you know and if it's not this summer it's this wind like this coming december wednesday you know you might as well go party yeah. or something so yeah. yeah and the netball congrats i saw you've just been selected for bots under 19s very fancy very good thank you I'm guessing you're missing the netball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's honestly since March. I think my last game was in Leeds, I think. And obviously then, I think it was about February, March time. And we had to hand sanitise, I remember so clearly. And everyone found it so weird. Like, because, like, obviously COVID wasn't that relevant at the time. But that was my last ever NPL match before COVID. 
that literally seems like years ago now. But um, yeah, MPL's good. We were lucky enough to train through the second lockdown in the UK. And that was good. Just It was just so nice to see everyone. But obviously everything's restricted. But yeah, yeah, it's going good. Online sessions. That's so In my cool. room. <laughs> I know, I can imagine. It's just a bit... I hope the netball will resume for you guys because obviously our Super League starts on the this first weekend of Feb. So that's exciting for us. Yeah. But, you know, I hope for your sake, like the junior pathways and stuff to do that. So do you know what you want to do with like university wise? Are you going to go like, what's the plan? I think my plan is I'm going to take a year out and I'm going to work, hopefully do some work with Storm. Just because I haven't found, oh, sorry, haven't found a course that I'm like really in love with, and I don't want to waste my money. And then obviously, COVID might be more restricting. So I think I'm gonna take a year out and do some work, um, and then kind of see from there if I like a course. Then I'll definitely, I really want to get a degree. So, but at the moment, don't really, not too sure. That's so cool. And um, do you think you'll still play netball? Yeah, definitely. I think netball will always be that part of your life that you you can't you can't not it's, if you try to stop playing it you'll just always come back to it so yeah I'll definitely play that's so sick um even if yeah. it's like because like that's the thing that I really wanted to talk to you about because I mean firstly you are like this creative genius later on we'll go deeper into that but like so you've you've got this creative side and this blossoming model you know, modeling career, but then you also are like an insane netballer. How do you balance all of that? Um, well, I think kind of the creative side and all of that has really hit in when it was COVID because I had the time to like make more art and create more edits and all of that jazz. So it really happened when netball took a stop because obviously netball was literally your everyday, every night training along with schoolwork. And I didn't really have time to make these edits for fun. So I think that's kind of flourished from not playing. But yeah, it, it, was, it was kind of a difficult thing to balance at the start. Because obviously, I, so I study sport and art and you couldn't get more polar opposite yeah. subjects in a way. Although some, quite a lot of sports people are creative, but um, it is very polar opposite. But um, yeah, it kind of started from having more time, to be honest. Okay, that's so, I think that's so cool. Because I think you need to give me a Photoshop lesson. Because I don't know, do you think it has <laughs> something to do with the fact that I was just born in the 1990s, that I'm ancient and I, <laughs> sorry, my filtering is literally like the presets that are loaded on Instagram kind of thing. And then that's, you know, like if I want <laughs> in my teeth, I'm like, wow, look at me. I'm so advanced in editing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Photoshop is honestly such, such hard software. So you need to I mean, I, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. You actually need to get taught how to do it and do like these courses. But I started off with just Word and then I would just remove the background and then paste photos. So I actually am a bit of a novice when it comes to Photoshop. It's, so, it's really hard software. That's so cool. So did you actually start with Word and like copying and pasting and layering over each other? Yeah. Yeah, I just found the easy, easy option. That's so cool. What? What? Oh my gosh. You see, it's an opportunity missed and you jumped in. So I can't even now try to compete. Everyone will just be like 
Ziggy, stop. I'd rather go work in finance. That's basically what I'm doing, so don't worry. <laughs> no competition this side, I promise you. Um, no, but also, like, obviously, you have to have a little bit of creativity. Because, I mean, you know, like, I am the type, I only found out last weekend, no word of a lie, I only found out last weekend that navy blue and mat- and black don't match. <laughs> so, like, there's literally no creativity <laughs> from my side. So, like, where does that come from? Have you always just been a very creative girl? Yeah, I've, I've always loved art, I think. Um, and then when I moved to my school that I'm currently at, the art department there is incredible. So it kind of um, moved like a step further. But yeah, I've always just been into like doodling and like that kind of art. So yeah, I think, I think creativity comes from like school as well a lot. Like the influence there is a big, a big thing. And my school is really good at, has a really nice art department. That's so cool. I think that's, a, I think that's amazing. So now I want to know your Balmain campaign is absolutely incredible. <laughs> Do you want to give a little bit of insight oh, as to how that came about? Um, how that came about? Um, well, yeah, yeah, through Storm. But um, the, the, the amazing thing about it is though, was that I had free reign for creative direction, which is um, like a big, like it's, it's like a very important thing, especially with a big brand like that. So it kind of was like an amazing thing to do. Um, and I kind of, uh, I got the, the email saying what I, like the clothes and stuff, and I picked out the outfits. And then from that, you kind of had to, know what the background is and like how I'm going to edit it and stuff so I went up to London and um, a photographer called Dan Hall who's really good we work really well together we um took some pictures mum actually chose the pink background she loves she loves to brag about that one yeah from so he shoots on film so it took a couple of days to get back so it's all a bit of a rush and it's kind of a lot of like a lot of things going on at once and you've got a very short amount of time but I think that kind of the pressure kind of creates um good work I think yeah of course could I actually be so lame it's so obvious I was born in in the 1990s I was about to like say the most boring quote ever I was gonna say you know um pressure is what creates diamonds it's like cold pressurized and then diamonds are <laughs> I, yeah, I, was, I was thinking that <laughs> I'm such a mom with like these mom and dad jokes oh my gosh it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> no I'm joking okay but that's so cool and uh was like was that a big thing for you that you wanted that creative direction or was like Olivia just literally like I'm obsessed with you do what you have to do or like how did that come about that you got the whole creative reign it just it just came through in the email um, that I had full um, reign over creative direction and so I don't really know how that came about it, it was the end of it was close to the end of the year so I don't know if that had anything to do with it and and small amount of time like it would have been hard to and it was co- like covid was still it, yeah. i think it was a second lockdown wasn't it yeah i think it was just easier to let me get on and do it and a lot of the time i get jobs because of um my instagram and like the editing on that so maybe that had an influence on it yeah that's so cool i think that's super cool well i'm excited to see what other projects you have coming up i'm you know um, now I can just be like, yeah, I've spoken to She plays Naples like me. She's one of us. Yeah. Corner. I'm joking. I would never do that. 
<laughs> um, no. And then also, obviously, you shot to fame quite quickly, power of social media. I mean, every, like our net, my whole netball team follows you, the whole, all the poll schools, because I was telling them about everyone who I'm busy interviewing. And then when I said, yeah, Mia, Regan, they literally, the girls were saying, like Zara and Ellie, I should probably not say their names, but they were literally like, oh, I follow her and she's pretty crazy and stuff. And everyone was like, no, that's cool. Like it's, so I was like, okay, so my whole team also knows about you. So, and, and the thing is like, there's a difference between being Love Island famous from where you are like famous for being on TV or whatever. Whereas like with you, it's literally, you famous for being good at something. And I think that's cool. Like that's like oh. a feather in your cap. You. Oh, yeah, that's super super cool. Um, but yeah, have you found that like at school and stuff, people have treated you differently or anything like that? Uh, well, my school is a tiny little all girls school, and there's literally fifty of us in a year. So no, not at all, really. If anything, they kind of take the piss more, like in a nice way. <laughs> but um, no, no, not at all, really. I was in a girls' school and I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. You know what I love about being in a girls' school is like, obviously the obvious thing that there are no boys, but in like saying that, it's so cool because like you don't need to worry about if you've got long leggy or if you have a spot on your face, like there are no stupid boys that are going to take the mickey out of you or, you know what I mean? Like at my all girls boarding school, like we used to have, this is actually so embarrassing. We used to have leg hair growing competitions. (laughs) I know, sorry, but that's also why none of us had our first kisses till after high school. (laughs) It all makes sense now. But yeah, like, and it was so cool because, like, you could literally be yourself. And if you didn't know the answer, you could ask a question and you didn't have to worry. I'm actually a massive advocate, like, especially the older years in school, definitely. You know, you have to have a little bit of like mixed education and then a little bit of you know single sex where you can just focus on yourself and you know yeah especially like being tall I always used to get mocked in primary school being like oh look how giant you are whatever and then when I went yeah. to all school and you know you learn that little bit of like you get that bit of confidence that when I went to university and everyone's like oh you're such a giant I'm like I'm so sorry you're so insecure <laughs> about your little height and I'm so sorry you will never be as good as me so how about that. you cry in the corner, little boy? Like, yeah. and that's so nice because so many other girls would be like slouching and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. And then it just teaches you to be like, yeah, well, I own it. So bye. Yeah, no, yeah. I went to um, a mixed school at the start until about year nine and I was taller than all of the boys as well. And it's just funny. I, I always laughed at it. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's good to get a little bit of a mix, to be exposed to both. That's so cool. And um, now back a little bit to the parents, because I know the parents are massive fans of you. And I think that's so cool. Because like, can I tell you something embarrassing? My mom has a net, has a, her Instagram is called Barbara Netball Mom. Oh. Sometimes her profile picture is me that I'm like, you need to stop doing that because everyone thinks <laughs> that you are me and then they, you DM them and then they think, oh, Ziggy's talking to me. I'm like, stop. <laughs> My mum's got a mug saying, I'm not a regular mum, I'm a netball (laughs) mum. I think our mums need to meet each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's so jokes. I mean, the real netball fanatic is my dad, Desmond. He's the real, the real fan. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad's a legend. Him and I are besties on Instagram. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm always like, if I post something on my story, even if I'm like, I think I look weird, I always know I'm going to have Mr. Hypeman Desmond. <laughs> Des coming through with the hype. I love it. And you're like, fire or 100. And I'm like, yeah. I'm... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm actually not joking. I think it's. <laughs> yes, I'm no like, joking. Him and my mom, at least I always know two people are going to think I'm cool. So, no. <laughs> But what do your parents prefer? Do they prefer the modeling side or do they prefer netball? Because um, what I'm guessing is Mimi's netball dad. I'm joking, Mimi's dad. And then I'm, a, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a netball mom. I mean, I guess I could put two and two together, but you know, I might just be surprised now. No, no, they, they both, they love it both. I think it's both exciting, but I think netball is always going to be at heart. Like the, how many hours, I don't know, have we spent driving up and down literally like traveling they committed so much so netball and like it's all like the excitement and the what's it when you get adrenaline I just think it's kind of unmatchable because you kind of like with it with modeling you get a job and it's really exciting obviously don't get me wrong but like and then you move on to the next but like uh yeah I don't know netball's got more of a yeah competitive nature yeah I mean, and yeah. it's also nice to be part of a team and, you know. Yeah. But I think that's just like if you've been brought up that way, you know, if you've always been playing netball in a team sport, then sometimes doing stuff by yourself. I mean, it's fun for a while and then you're like, you know, I wouldn't mind having a little bit of a yeah, the, the team spirit. Yeah, yeah, the team spirit, you can't, can't match that. No, I can imagine. And then also, um, like one of the second to last questions is, if you could play for any Super League team in the UK, okay. Oh, no. Well, okay, I'm going to have to say Team Bar. My heart will always be blue and gold. That's so cute. <laughs> I was just like all the coaches and just the whole team. Like, I don't know, I've been at Team Bar since I was, since I was 14, I think. A bit, no, maybe younger. 12, 12, yeah. And, I, and I've known all the coaches like even the what like my my probably my first sorry my the reason why I got competitively into netball was Sarah Penny who was a Teton Bath Super League player and she actually so we were at Bath Uni and I'm I, I didn't know I was at a different school at this time and she went and this is me she pointed at me then she went here <laughs> and oh, I really? got scared <laughs> And I ran to the toilet and I was scared. And then I came back out and she was like, you're coming to my school and you're playing for my netball team. I was like, okay, what school is it? And then, um, like, yeah, it was funny. But she, she really got me into it and pushed me along. Likewise with um, Natalie Roddy. She's my current under-19s MPL coach. So, yeah, always going to be loyal. That's so cool. I think that's so cool. That she was literally that's, like, good. that's a good question. Talent right there. Um, you know, like, yeah, it's like, I'll wait outside that toilet until you tell me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds a bit dodge. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh my gosh, I so much that I'm going to cut out of this interview. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Yeah, but, but obviously, like, we're not forgetting if I, if I do move to London, you never know. London I mean, I live on the east side. I know, every, you know, I know you'd probably want to live on the posh west side. So I think you need to come east because I live in Stratford. But like the nicer side, like on the Olympic Park, you could always come. We could always. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, it's so lovely. And I live in this in this really cool um, apartment block that has like 
three terraces and it's 40 floors high. And then, but it's, it's built by the same people who did Chilton Firehouse and the, uh, what's it called? St. Pancras Renaissance. Hotel. Uh, yeah. so it's like super modern and edgy. I think it's so cool. Special thanks to Pulse for sorting it out for us. And mm -hmm. yeah, we have to include a little bit of love, life. Are you missing Bay in this lockdown? Of course I am. Yeah, it's been, it's, the only good thing about it though is he sends me cookies in the post like every Wednesday. <laughs> James Stacker, if you're listening to this, <laughs> sweetie pie, cookies every Wednesday in the post. Thank you, James Stacker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only good thing. But apart from that, it's, it's sad. But then everyone else is going through it, so you, you can't, you can have to think of everyone else. Yeah, good. Because I, I mean, my boyfriend is 45 minutes up the road and I can't see him. Do you know how frustrating that is? Oh God, yeah. Like literally I could, okay, I can't jog there. I'm not fit enough because yeah. that is like, I don't know how many kilos away. But yeah, like literally he's just up the road <laughs> and I can't see him. And it's just like, uh, Rona, would you please like to leave the chat? Because I am bored. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, it's it's getting a bit boring now, very boring. He's in USA, right? I, did, I had to do a little stalk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it's good though. He's training and because um, that's his passion and love. So I love the support from your side. I think that's pretty decent. I hope he's supportive <laughs> to you as well, to your netball. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. He, he came to watch, he's, he came to watch like every Sunday um, when I played in the adult league and he loved it. That's so cute. Boys actually secretly like netball, hey? Once they get into it, they actually oh, like yeah. yeah, it's a, they, always, they think it's not aggressive and then suddenly they watch, especially the adult league, and they're like, oh my God, that is pretty aggressive. Yeah, and then they actually like, it, is the, it isn't just a bunch of little girls running around with like fake tan and straightened hair. It's actually like, you know, <laughs> proper decent. And you know, like, when, yeah. with adult league where it gets a little bit faster and stuff, it, it actually gets quite exciting, so... I found lots of people where yeah. they'd be like, you guys want to come watch? I've got free tickets. And then they would laugh at me. And then afterwards, like boys, you, like big name YouTubers, then they'd come watch once. And then they, they'd literally be like, can I have tickets to your next match? And I'm like, yeah. sorry, what? He was taking the mickey out of me like literally 48 hours ago. But <laughs> of course, honey. <laughs> Listen, well, Mia, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks Thank you for asking me to be on. Yeah, I'm so excited for everyone to hear a little bit about you because obviously they see you, but now they get to, you know, see how cool you actually are. So thank you. Ad time. I am so excited to be able to announce that we officially have a sponsor for today's podcast episode. We have Iseni Period Wear. Today's Period Wear for Tomorrow's Champions. Iseni Silver Period Wear is the only UK period brand designed and tailored for sports with technology that protects up to eight hours to enhance mental and physical performance. All products are sustainable and made using the finest organic cotton. Iseni use the most advanced, unique silver dough material, resulting in no odors, no leaks, and no worries. So, girls and ladies, if you would like to go check out Iseni Period Wear, 
go on to I-C-E-N-I-S-I-L-V-E-R.com and go check it out. You're welcome.